In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we are going to share our thoughts on Ryan Dunn, who is arguably... Wait, do, do you think he's... you think there's a better defender in college basketball? Nah, I don't think it's really arguable at this point. Well, this episode is on Ryan Dunn, the best defender in college basketball. Stay tuned to hear our thoughts on why he's such a good defender. And we may have a disagreement about his position and his offensive skill set. Stay tuned. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big World Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. To my left is my brother, James Barlow, but he's to the right if you're watching on YouTube. And Ryan Dunn. Actually, you know, before we get into Ryan Dunn, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. I'm so excited about this episode that I kind of jumped the gun because I actually recorded it. And this is the second time we're recording it because I forgot to hit record when recording the audio. So hopefully this one is as good as the first episode. All right, Ryan Dunn. Okay. What do you like about Ryan Dunn? I mean, the obvious, the defense, right? His uh, his defensive counting stats right now are... It's like 43 stocks. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So, 2.8. I just want to make sure I'm getting the right one, but it's... No, they're both 2.8 steals per game, 2.8 blocks per game. So that's almost like six, six stocks, stocks per game. I haven't seen those numbers. Only guy that puts up those type of numbers, Wimbayama, possibly, but I don't even think he put up those type of numbers. As far as stocks, or I mean blocks and steals, if you don't know what stocks are. Maybe Chet could do it, but I don't know too many guys that can put up those type of numbers on the defensive end. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you, uh, I mean, it's he's everywhere on defense. Everywhere. everywhere, weak side shot blocker. Yeah, he's blocking his man. He's fronting the post or denying the post, getting steals, coming from all the way across the floor and altering the shot. I mean, defensively, he's. I mean, his motor is incredible. I thought Ron Holland had the best motor in this class, but I think Ryan Dunn is is up there. At least can rival him as far as just activity and energy and, and motor and effort. Like the epitome of a multiple effort defender. Yeah, uh I can see why a lot of people are um no, nah, that's not true. I see why he is talk being talked about right now because in this draft uh, uh, hold on, you you switched it up, man. I did switch because you know what? As great as he is on defense, he's equally is bad. Questionable, maybe bad is it the right word? Concerning. Yes, he's equally as concerning on the offensive end. And we'll we'll get to that later on. But defensively, I think that he is a special defender. Shout out to Leaf Tuline. Leaf Tuline put me on the Ryan Dunn last year. Leaf watches more college basketball than anyone I know, and I'm saying that as a fact. He watches a lot of Virginia basketball and Stanford basketball. <laughs> you tripping, Leaf? Shout out to Leaf, man. I can't, I can't watch too much Virginia basketball. But he put me on a Ryan Dunn 
early last year, he said this guy is an NBA-level defender, and that's what really made me start paying attention to him. And when I paid attention to him last year, I thought, okay, small sample size, but I believe he was 5 of 16 from 3, and I thought that would be an area that we would see improvement on this year. So far, I mean, it's, again, another small sample size. I don't see any improvement in the shot. But what is weird is that he's shooting like 71% from the foul line this year. Last year was like at 50%. But this year he's shooting like 21% from three. That, again, I know it's early. He can go three for three one game and those numbers are going to look a whole lot better. But Can he go three for three? <laughs> that's, that's my question. Do you believe in his upside as a shooter to offset or, or to make him somewhat of a complete player see here's the thing like again you mentioned 21 percent from three we'll just go ahead and say 21 percent in catch and shoot opportunities 17 percent field goal percentage unguarded so like even all by himself on his lonesome in that corner like they're not guarding him and he's not making shots and it's just hard for me to see Somebody go from a complete non-shooter to respectable at the NBA level. Unless he's like, I was going to say Brooke Lopez. But, I mean, but Brooke, but Brooke had touch, had but touch, Brooke yeah, had touch no in threes. the paint. He just needed to make an adjustment. Extend his range. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you the numbers. 9.8 points per game, 53% from the floor, 21% from three, 71% from the foul line, 6.4 rebounds, one assist, 2.8 blocks, 2.8 steals. Again, the scoring is a lot of – I mean, nine, ten points a game at Virginia is good. Adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> good. The 53% field goal is fine. He's shooting two threes per game. So I wouldn't necessarily say he's like a re- super reluctant shooter because he is shooting two a game. Those be tilted. But 21%. But the free throw percentage is respectable. So, do you think that there is upside as a shooter? Um, I I don't I can't really tell you if there's upside as a shooter because his splits are so bad. Now again, when you watch the film, the form looks good, right? But the misses are often bad. So it's like Is is it Ben Wallace cuz you know Ben had that he had the elbow tucked. He had. I mean, he, it was. It looked feathery. Like Man. if I just showed you a compilation of Ben Wallace free throws, but you did like it was the close up where you didn't see like where the ball went, and you saw him after free throw line taking his two dribbles. He had the the beef. What is it? Balance, eyes, elbow, follow through. It's Man. just that ball didn't. It looked like it didn't have rotation. It looked like it died in the air. Yeah, so that, are you uh, are you saying that Ryan Dunn has the form, but just the results don't match, or you think maybe it's a situation that he just needs to extend his range? You see, here's the thing though: all his two point field goals are like dunks. So it's like I I, I got a theory about that. Does he have touch? And it's like it's just too early to tell if he's in. Uh, here's the thing. You can tell he's working on his three ball because he's taking the threes, right? That's a sign of confidence. And you know what? I've been working on my on my jumper this summer. I'm going to trust the process regardless of makes or misses, right? But he's not making any shots right now. And, you know, I am of the theory that 
you can't play DBs in the NBA anymore. The what t- what what is a DB like? I mean, I know DB stands for defensive back, but for the people that are listening, in, in the James, you know, you got your own yeah, lingo yeah, yeah, and slang yeah, yeah. that you know be going over. So DBs, the Tony Allens, where we not guarding you, and you're gonna mess up everything on the offense end. Andre Roberson. Team. Andre Roberson. Uh, is Russell Westbrook a DB right now? He is turning. <laughs> Because they're not guarding him. Oh, hey, okay, look, Russell Westbrook for the Lakers was a DB. But nah, he he'll, he'll do other things though, because he'll, he'll crash, he would, the, he'll glass crash the glass. Yeah. But like the the Matisse, Matisse, Matisse Tybal, those years in Philly, it was a hundred percent a DB. Like if I'm putting my point guard on you, Ben Simmons off the ball. Ben Simmons off the ball. If I'm putting my worst defender on you, and he's just there to 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 help. You are a DB. So, and again, it's hard. Everybody, look, defense is great, right? But if you can't score, I don't care how many stops you're going to get, right? You have to be able to put the ball in the basket. And if we can help off of you, you mess it up for your team. So, those are that's my biggest concern with Ryan Dunn. Like, I don't think you can just, he can just cut his way into playing 30 minutes a game if he's not a, almost league average three-point shooter, as great of a defender as he is. I think so. You think he can just cut his way in the minutes? I think so. Only if. You know, I'll explain it when we return. All right, when we return, I'm going to share my thoughts on Ryan Dunn and why I think or, or how you can use him on offense to where he can maximize his defense, where he's not a liability on the offensive end. Stay tuned. All right, before we get into the second segment, I want to talk to you about FanDuel because it is getting chilly outside, but the offers from FanDuel stay hot right now. If you're a new customer, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, if you've been thinking about it, contemplating it, the time is right now. There's not a better time than right now. The app is very easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of Locked On and the NFL. All right, before we get into the second segment, I wanted to talk about Locked On Sports Today. The first 24 hours a day, seven days a week streaming show, sports show on YouTube. All day, every day. You have to check it out. Follow Locked On Sports Today. You have all of the analysis from the local Locked On experts plus the national shows. So go to Locked On Today. Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe and you can watch the Locked On Network 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Big shout out to David Locke, Locked On Pioneers. All right, we left off talking about Ryan Dunn's offense, and I have questions about this position. So I was trying to think where does he fit? Because he's 6'8, 216, even though I think he's bigger than what they have him listed at. He seems bigger to me. If not, I mean, I think his body can fill out where he can put on more weight easily. He's a really good athlete. He's not a shooter, but he can put the ball on the floor and, you know, maybe two dribbles, straight line drives, and he actually looks pretty comfortable doing it. 
But I think Ryan Dunn Uh-oh. can make an impact Uh-oh. in the NBA. Okay. Next year, <laughs> if you play him at the five. I know he's not the ideal height because he's 6'8", but I think you can play him at the five because he's athletic enough to be a role man. I think that is where he can be a threat on the offensive end. Do you start him at the five? No, but I think you can close games with him at the five. It allows him to protect the rim in a sense, get steals. Why can't he be like, a Draymond Green type defender. Now you you don't have the playmaking as Draymond, and you don't have the shooting as Dray, as you know you get with Draymond. But you get the roll threat, the lob threat. I think Ryan Dunn, and again you may think I'm crazy. It's it's okay, but I think that is the best way to utilize him on offense to get him on the floor so he can defend. I don't agree with you, Roth. I don't think he's a five. I think he is a – I get what you're saying. Hear me out. But ultimately, I think he's a four who needs to shoot 33% from three to make it as a starter, heavy-minute player with his offensive But, but I, I think that is a long ways away. It is a long ways away, but... But you want... If you draft him... I mean, we'll talk about his draft range soon, but if you draft him, you're drafting him because of his defense. Right. Which means you're probably drafting him because you want to put him on the floor right now. Right. Because I don't think... I mean, some people have him in the lottery, but I don't think you're drafting him to... I mean, I just think the teams that are going to draft him are teams that are looking for defense. I mean, I would hate to see him go to, like, Detroit. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you... Already got a DB. Yeah, so... I mean, I think his best situation would be on a playoff team. A team that, you know, a team that's trying to win. And if you put him on a team that's trying to win, the best way to get him on the floor, in my opinion, is to... Play him some minutes as a small ball five and let him be a roller, and then you can get him on the court as a defender. If you play him at the four, in my opinion, I think you need, I think you need like a five that can space the floor, that can also rebound. I think those are harder to find. But if you play him at the five and then you put him with the four that can shoot, then I think you can use him as a roll man. Yeah, I I, I think he's a. A four. Uh, when I see him, I see Andre Robertson, great defender, terrible shooter. That ultimately, if he can't shoot, he's going to handicap our offense. Um, so, so you have to surround him with great shooters. He needs to become a better shooter. But I'm saying, like, I think that's a ways away. I don't. You know, you're what I mean? right. But so it's it's. I just look at the DBs of the past, right? DBs being Tybull, OG Ananobi, Andre. But OG shot. OG was a better shooter. OG was a better shooter, but uh, in, he in shot college like he shot fifty six percent from the foul line. But what did he shoot from three? It ended up being thirty six, but it was in a very very small sample size. But OG OG turned himself into an offensive player with hard work, and like I think he's more of an, an anomaly than the let's go draft a DB and. Our player development staff turns him into not just a three and D guy, but like OG can can get his own shot in a sense where he's average. I think his best years were like seventeen points per game. I don't th- see that, 
or actually that's that's going to be hard to do. Yeah. But um Ty Bull, Robertson. Okoro, he was drafted off of his defense. I didn't agree with that. But he, he went high. He did go high. And he wasn't as impactful as a defender. He was more like a but he was a like one on one defender. He was like six four. And he went high. I, that didn't I mean, make obviously, sense. you know, in a redraft, he wouldn't go where he went. Right. But But that just isn't I'm not drafting a six four defensive stopper. Like you can guard two positions, three positions at best. No. But I think Dunn's defense is going to check out. But the guys who the, the, the DBs that are playing right now can only play twenty six minutes per game because you can't close with them. Because you'll put Trey Young on tie ball. And guess what? Now Trey Young has fresh legs on the deep on the offensive end. Yeah. And you're messing it up for your your big, your spacing. Uh the original D B who first got, you know, um played out of the league in a sense. No disrespect, but like they put Bogut on Tony Allen and says, you know what, we'll put our big We'll clog up everything, and then you know what? He was he was rendered useless. But wasn't that that? That was the year they went to but, the finals. But it was one real ugly series. I don't know if, when Memphis played. I forgot who it was. Dang, I can't. Was it the Clippers? It was an ugly series where they just didn't come near Tony Allen. Right, and like to me. I, he was I, a great defender, even yes. though I had someone tell me, like, when you are – when you have the reputation as a great defender in NBA, you can file. Because I remember I was asking, and I won't say his name, because he, he was, I was like, man, who's the best defender? And he's named some guys. I was like, what about Tony Allen? He's like, man, he be hacking the whole time. Because of his <laughs> reputation, he won't foul out. He's like, he can foul you 10 times a game, and they may only call five of them. You're right. So anyway, but I get what you're saying. But that's why I'm saying that you can't play him at the three or the four unless you got but, somebody but, special but, but around the four, him. But the four with him, because he's athletic, you don't always have to just hide him in the corner. Like, sometimes he can be the role man. Sometimes you got to throw him in the corner, but sometimes he can play the dunker, too, because he's athletic. I just don't see throw him at the five. Because, again, I, he I think he has the ability to get to the basket in one dribble and athlete and, and finish. But – Ultimately, I'm never chasing him off the three-point line. So, like, his development, his upside to me is 100%, like, contingent on him being a shooter. I mean, look at, like, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy does a lot of things on the offensive end, but guess what? He can't shoot. So, you know what that's going to happen outside of other stuff? If he is continuing to be a non-shooter and Kaysen continues to – he shoots – Three-fourths as well as he's shooting right now, those late-game minutes are going to go to Kaysen. So, like, I just can't get down with taking a DB any higher than 15. Okay. All right. When we return, we're going to talk about his draft range. We're going to talk about good fits for Ryan Dunn. Not good fits. Great fits. Great fits. A fit where he can thrive because, I mean, if you look at, this 2023 class, there's a, a good amount of lottery picks that are going down to the G League. So now it's almost like when I'm looking at these guys, I'm trying to find what would be the best fit where this guy can actually play and make an impact as a rookie. So we'll talk about that, and then we're going to talk about his potential. What does it look like if he does become a league average shooter? What type of player is he? And then what happens if the shooting never comes together? What type of player is he? Stay tuned.
Let's talk about Prize Picks. Why? Because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you're doing is picking two to six players, and you're picking against the projected numbers. You're not playing against anyone unless you want to. But what Prize Picks does that's a little bit different. They actually have a couple of things that I really like, but they have a specials league, and it is a league created where you can combine two different sports. So, for example, you can pick LeBron James and Travis Kelsey for a combined number of 10.5. That is a combination of 10.5 three-pointers made and receptions. Or if you want to play against someone, you can actually play against Meek Mill. And what we have, what they call the Community Plays. And it is a promo on the app. So you can play against some other big names in the Prize Pick Community Plays app. But you have to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. And it has to be lowercase prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. And if you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA, again, in lowercase, you can get a first deposit match up to $100. All right, last segment. Let's talk about this draft range. I've seen lottery. I haven't, I haven't in the first round. I haven't completed my mock yet. Okay. What range do you have him? And what team would be like your ideal team for him? Because I have one that comes to mind. I have two teams that come to mind. I'm thinking OKC would be perfect. Again, I know he's a DB, but if you play him at the four next to Chet, then it works because Chet can space. Is Josh Giddy on the floor? I think Josh Giddy is not going to be in Oklahoma City too much longer. I think he's the piece that gets moved outside of. Be thought that before. I, no, no, I'm, I'm talking about basketball. Even with his situation, I think he's the piece that gets moved. Because I started seeing people talk about that on Twitter before this. For, before the news came out, you know, the minutes were starting to trend down. Because look, Isaiah Joe got a burner, right? So you can play Isaiah Joe. Kaysen is shooting ridiculously high from the three point line. So you now you're getting you're not getting the same playmaking with Kaysen, but you're getting another defender out there who's making shots, who can guard one through three. So it's, and at the end of the day, at the end of the game, SGA needs space. Yep. So if, if Josh Giddy can't make a three-pointer, right, and he's getting booed too. Yeah, I was at the Mavs game Saturday night, and you could tell it was getting to him. But he kept shooting, though. He, he hey, kept shooting. I, I think he was like four for 13, but he kept shooting. But he had plenty of time Listen to let to it go. Me. I think he they were guarding him with Lively at one you, point. You, you, see, you see exactly what I'm saying. So if I can put my center who can clog up the space with the wingspan on your shooting guard, on your wing player, you messing, you're messing it up. But that's why I think with Ryan Dunn, if you put him at the five and put him in roles, he becomes somewhat of a threat where you have to pay attention to him. That's why I think... Once we right once now. we tag him, his elbows in boxes. And rescreen. Well, all right, y'all got twenty four <laughs> seconds to get this shot off. And you know, Shay, you know, SGA want to dribble for a good twelve of them. Okay, so I think Oklahoma City works. I think Indiana works for him. Indiana's a terrible defensive team. If there's any point guard in the league that can spoon feed you and make you look like you're a better offensive player than what you really are, it right now is Tyrese Halliburton. All right, so where does he get minutes in Indiana? Uh, Jairus Walker was the number six pick, okay, so and I think he's playing for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. All right, I, I am not putting Jairus Walker ahead of uh, Ryan Dunn just because we drafted him last year. Like, you got to show me some skills, and again, I need to go and see what you're doing down there in Fort Worth or Fort Wayne, excuse me. But like, 
Just because we drafted you last year doesn't mean I owe you anything, right? But he's supposed to be a good defender. That's supposed to be one of his greatest strengths. Right, and I like him. But guess what? If it comes down to it, if Jarris can't shoot and somehow— and He's a better shooter than Ryan Dunn. Supposed to be. If they both can't shoot and one start— it, Look, we're still trying to develop if we're Indiana. Take another dude at the four and see who who fights to the to the end, who becomes a better shooter, right? So again, I, I don't think, I don't like Indiana. I don't think that's good. I him. think Indiana will work for him. It, I, man, they're giving up like 145 points a game, something crazy like that. Like they're a better's dream. You always take the over because they don't play any defense. So like yeah. it would it would work for him offensively and defensively because Miles can pop, Miles can space the floor. Uh, I um I um, but that's that's what I mean. Like I think it would take a special situation where you have a five that can shoot. Because you have a five that can't shoot, can you play him next to Stephen Adams? They played Andre Robertson next to Stephen Adams for a long but time. But that was a that was a different era, man. You that, act like it was like five years ago. It was not five years Dude, ago. Dude, it was it's about to be twenty twenty four. Five years ago was two thousand nineteen. I don't think Robertson has played since at least seventeen. Man, let me see. Look, he last played in twenty twenty one. He was hurt. He, I mean, he, no, like, he, like when he last played, okay. not when he last he was last, on the His yeah. last, he started in 2017. That That's not that far off, it's man. about seven years, man. That's a whole era, man. That's The, the three-point numbers have gone up, but it's still the three-point shooting era. That's still the Splash Brothers era is what I'm saying. I just see Andre Robertson vibes from him. And, you know, Andre Robertson, if his knees don't mess up and he turns into a league average player – at least league average shooter, he's still collecting an NBA check right now because he was a great defender and he rebounded, except for, you know what, when the rubber met the road, they weren't guarding him. And he had those Ben Wallace shots that just looked like they was just dying in the air. So, again, if Ryan Dunn can't shoot, doesn't develop as a shooter, I don't know what to do with him. I think it's in Ryan Dunn's best interest to fall outside of the lottery. Because... If you go to a team like Phoenix, they need depth. And they have enough. If everybody plays, they have enough scoring around them to where he can just defend. Of course, they're going to want him to shoot. But you have three guys that can light you up for 30. I mean, if, if Bill's back ever checks out, I think they sold you know what? a lemon there. We <laughs> That sucks, man. I, like I saw that. somebody tweet. Who did his physical? And I said the same one that did Ben Simmons' physical before he got through that. My thing is, okay, so let's not let's not just say a big that can stretch the floor, but I feel like a big that can lift the defense. Like, because Nurkic, he's not a floor spacer because he can shoot. He's a floor spacer because he can pass. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So if you put Dunn with a floor spacing big that can pass – or shoot, then it's going to work for him with minutes. But if you put him next to another a rim runner, let's say Atlanta takes him for whatever reason. No, that's not going to work, buddy. Because New York. New York. Well, maybe New York. I mean, in the backup role. Nah, because Hartenstein is a great backup center. No, I mean behind Randall. Randall plays 38 minutes again. He's not, oh, he's yeah, not no well. backup. That's Josh Hart is the backup four for the Knicks. So it's And, you know, Tibbs don't mess with rookies anyway, so that ain't going to work. All right, so what's his, what's his draft range? I mean, you can say uh, Rick Carlisle doesn't mess with <laughs> rookies either. I mean, he did last year with, with Matherin, but he's not. He messed with Nimhart too? Yeah, he did. But 
I feel like he only did that when Halliburton went down. He's Man, like, look, you know nah, what? We got something. Nah, here. Let me tell you, Rick likes rookies that can play right away. He is not on no development time. How about that? That That's fair. All right, so what is your draft range for Ryan Dunn? Like I said, man, DB, offensive question marks, I can't take you higher than 15. And it really, again, if we go by the DB mode, OG went in the 20s. Robertson went in the 20s. Uh, Tybo went in the 20s. He wasn't a DB. <laughs> he actually was, but um, Dort wasn't drafted. He's he was an offense. He, he averaged twenty as yeah, a freshman. He was. He he did he, some weird he, stuff. He, he did some wild stuff. Yeah, the transformation. Not, yeah, but yeah. I mean, Okoro went high. I mean, like a blind spot for me, a guy that I would not have selected as high as he went because, but he went high because of his defense and his size. Dyson Daniels, but that's a blind spot for me. I but, don't want a. I don't. I don't like big guards that. So I, I get it with different. I get it with Dyson Daniel because again if nothing else he can play. Uh, We're talking about a guy that couldn't bring the ball up the court in the G League. He had his back turned, Magic Johnson, nineteen eighty three style. <laughs> but you <laughs> see, <laughs> hey, look, but you see him now. He is like a stopgap D ball handler. B. For the Pelicans right now, look you. you but he, he went lotto. I'm not taking that lotto. I, I see, and I'm the same way. I feel like you have to have. You got to show me something on offense. Yeah. So I mean, I I think he definitely needs to improve as a shooter. If if I were like, maybe this can be a segment that we add, since we have a background doing skills training. But if I were Ryan Dunn's trainer. It's not like Reese here. We talk about we want Reese here to add some some game off the dribble. I don't. I mean, that would be an extra extra bonus mm-hmm. for Ryan Dunn, and I think he's doing it because, like you said, he's shooting two threes a game, which is not a high volume, but he's shooting them as if like I work on this. I be in the corner. I'm talking four hundred shots a day. I, that's what I would be doing. 400 shots a day. Then I think that he can help a team. But right now, I think the only way in the NBA that he can help a team on the offensive end is if you put him in a situation where he is the rim roller and he's a threat there. Because I think he's a good enough athlete to where he can be a vertical lob threat. And he has the motor to where he, you know, will, will roll and, and become a lob threat. But. If you try to, in my opinion, if you try to play him at the three, even though he's six eight, you play him at the three and the four. I think he can get a little sticky there. You know, I've seen him make moves in triple threat. I don't know why dude closed out on him like that, but somebody did. He probably didn't read this guy in a report. He just automatically thought I need to close out hard on the wing. I've seen him make plays, uh, long strides to the rim. Long strides to the rim. So with that said. If he could trick me into him rebounding and pushing the ball up the court and just getting offense for himself in transition, I would be uh, less, you know, dedicated to him being that much of a better shooter, if that makes sense. Yep. If you can show me more offense, I can give you somewhat of a pass. Or I, I can I can extend my window of you needing to become a better shooter. Yeah, I think it's all going to depend on his shooting because if he does become a shooter that you have to close out for, he has a two dribble get to the rim, 
He will game. never be a shooter that you have to close out on to. Because guess what? I am going to, you're going to have to prove it to me. I'm going to dare you to shoot. It's going to take years. Years. It's, I mean, I, I do think it's, it's going to take years. Like, I look at, like, I live in Dallas. I go to every Mavs home game when I'm in town. I look at Derrick Jones Jr. He is exactly. standing in the corner. He's wide open. I think he took, like, 13 threes a couple of days ago. Or 10 threes or something like that. But it took time. Look at uh, Grant Williams set like a record in um, the play. He shot like 17 threes or something crazy against Milwaukee. All of those were wide. We're going to dare you to shoot. Yeah. And think about it. That's Grant Williams who, who can shoot. Who can shoot. Who's never had questions about his shooting touch. You know, the percentages check out. And they said, you know what, dude? You got 17 of them. So imagine if that's Ryan Dunn. Yeah. So can you play a DB in the playoffs? No. You so, can't. So with that being said, his draft range is fifteen. Hey, I don't fifteen I, through what? I got him fifteen in fifteen in the twenties. I think he's a first round talent. I think it's gonna take a special player in him and a special development staff, uh family circle to maybe unlock something else. Because like the shoot if you can't shoot in the NBA in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four going forward, man, good luck. Point guard, shooting guard, small. If you're not a big, a center, yeah. Like and, you better, and, if, you, and if, you're, if you're a center and you can't shoot, you better anchor that defense. Exactly. And if you don't just have like a like again, not necessarily Giannis, but I mean like if you don't have just constant rim pressure, ball handling, it's hard to play. All right, quick question, last two. If he maximizes his potential, what is he like? What is he a is he is he an all star? No, no, we don't even is get he that. A far. high level starter on a on a contending team. If he maximizes his potential, he is uh no he is fresh knees Jonathan Isaac. No, no, no. Excuse me, bad knees Jonathan Isaac because Jonathan Isaac. Well, he's not six eleven for one. Yeah, so say. uh, Jonathan Isaac when he is able to play is a great defender. Right? Like, premier defender. He just can't stay healthy. But he does enough other things to make it work. He just he has a minutes cap on him because, you know. When his contract ends, he's still going to get paid because there's going to be so many teams offering him, like, minimum deals that it's just going to keep yeah, raising yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Because, I mean, if I'm Dallas, I'm kicking the tires kick on Jonathan. Hard. Don't kick too hard. The teams <laughs> might not make it. On Jonathan Isaac. All right, if... Ryan Dunn doesn't live up to his potential. He is never it, learns how to shoot. He can't shoot. He you can't play him because he's gonna kill the spacing. I hey, man, I that's great. You block some shots and you play some great defense, but you can't be instant defense on both ends of the floor. I agree. It's a different game. Like it's, you yeah, said, you it's gotta, a different game, man. I mean, the scoring is 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 high, but that's because it's usually five guys on the floor that can score. We don't have the era where there's like. Three guys and one guy that just can't do anything. Exactly. And the way the defense is set up, if like if he played against the Timberwolves, right? Cat doesn't have to guard him. So Man, now you got seven foot cat who just standing there being big. And McDaniels. And McDaniels and uh Gobert who's playing good defense. He does his regular season defensive thing. And you got uh, Ant, who is a dog. Like, good luck scoring on them. 
Well, that wraps up this episode of Ryan Dunn, who is, we've both agreed that he is the best defender in college basketball, but we have some concerns about his offensive fit and his offensive role. I think that right now his skill set is as a five, and James disagrees. Let me know what you think, or let us know what you think. Is Ryan Defender the best? Is Ryan Dunn? Ryan, he ain't might as well be Ryan. Is Defender. Ryan Defender the best done? <laughs> is Ryan done the Are best? From Queensbridge now. <laughs> yeah. Is Ryan is Ryan Dunn the best defender in college basketball? And what is his NBA fit? Once again, it's Raphael with my brother James, and we are out. Hey man, whatever like sauce that they be sprinkling on like the OG Ananobis that make them good offensive players, man, they gotta sell that. Man.